name is Brian Powell. I'm the host of Bristol Myers Squibbs, Black Organization for Leadership Development podcast series, Bold Innovators. This is an open conversation with bold community members and allies throughout BMS that are true leaders in and out of the office who stand with our mission to foster an inclusive environment that values the contributions of Black employees equally with others. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Monique Phillips, our new global lead of BOLD. Monique is an efficiency-driven pharmaceutical professional with over a decade of experience. She began her career at BMS in 2008 as a discovery chemist. She has competencies across the industry. Her work includes small molecule discovery, clinical trial management, project management, and clinical trial recruitment. Monique is passionate about health equity and ensuring that our clinical trials are inclusive of all of our patients. Before becoming the Global Bowl lead, Monique worked as a recruitment strategy lead where she partnered with organizations to improve study enrollment and enrollment that more accurately reflected those suffering with the disease. Monique earned her bachelor's degree in biochemistry from the College of Charleston and MS in chemistry from the University of Georgia. Go Bulldogs. But let me let Monique tell us more about herself. Monique, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Brian. I think you did a great job with the introduction. And what else can I add? Um, For me, I'm like, you took most of the speech, but I do like to say um, that I'm a recovering chemist often, and I love to ask the question, why? And I think that helps solve most of our questions. So why are we doing this? Why why this happened? And that helps us get to the root of the problem. And that allows us to, to make solutions because we understand what is going wrong. And when you first understand what is going wrong or what is going well, you can be able to fix that. So I'm very thankful for my first few years in industry because it got me better at asking the question why and being able to test out that why to see how it changes what happens in real life. Um, have taken that over to other things and other careers that I've done, but it's always that that why, why are we doing this? Why is this happening to get us there? Um, it's been a pleasure being in the industry for this long and it's been fun to see how things fit together. I think my project management experience was one of my best ones, um, not just for the work, but because it allowed me to see things from late discovery up until we file for a, a, a drug for asset. And so it was nice to see how, how many parts go into making our, our products happen. I think that's about it for me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's great, Monique. And I think I really like that conversation of the why. I feel like the why is kind of the most important question you can ask because you can know so much about a person, an industry, or a product just asking that one simple question. Exactly. So I know we're towards the end of February during our recording today. And obviously, as a bold lead, this is your first Black History Month. So how was it? How do you reflect upon your first Black History Month celebration as being the bold lead? Wow, um, great question. I, I do joke and say I might have picked the wrong time to start and the best time to start at the same time. <laughs> um, things are, you know, very busy with things getting planned for Black History Month. Um, it was officially announced in January and we were deep in getting things finalized. Um but it gave a great chance to meet some of everyone and see how things were working. And at the same time, I'm trying to get my head around everything that's happening with um, with Bold in general outside of Black History Month. 
Um, so it was a fun, fun trial by fire, but I'm very thankful for Shamika for staying on longer to help make sure I understood what was going on. And I'm thankful for the team, right? We had some really great people leading, leading this. Um, our, our chair and our co-chair were both very nice and very, um, gracious and getting me up to speed and let me know what's going on so I can be able to talk about what's happening and, you know, just keep me in, in the know. We also had some of great advisors and people who worked last year came in and not only shared insights from years before, but was able to like roll up sleeves and make sure we got everything done. So I, I joke and say it was a bad time, but I really do think it was probably one of the best times because I got to see everyone, you know, in full speed, trying to make sure everything comes off at the end of the day and the, the it, it worked, right? Um, the programs were great. I like the focus that we had on health, whether it was your uh, mental health and your physical health through mental health through Mr. Barbie, um, physical health with the nutrition series. There's still a cooking thing out. So I don't know if this coming out before that, but the cooking thing this week is coming up. And then there was talking about just the food that you're eating. In addition to that, having Hill Harper come and talk about his personal experience and bringing that tie into from wealth and health. Um, so I think it was a great, great time to start. And Hill was just a re- a re- amazing in terms of his comments and his energy <laughs> and and even having Wendy be our um, moderator, she was just breathtaking in terms of um, being um, being able to handle the conversation and pivot with the different comments that he brought in. So I was very pleased and very thankful to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. It was a pleasure watching and experiencing as well. Again, like you said, you had a fantastic team that kind of put it together. And again, congratulations to the whole entire team to, for putting on a fantastic Black History Month for 2022. So before we learn more about your background and history, Monique, when we bring our guests to, onto the program, we usually give them the bold 10 questions. These are 10 very fun, interesting questions we ask our guests just to get a little bit of levity going into the conversation. So are you ready to answer the bold 10 questions? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you'll be fine. Question number one. What food have you never eaten but would really like to try? That I want to try? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, oh, actually, let's go with um, the Japanese Kobe massaged beef. The real one that's in Japan, I need to go there to get it and not the other restaurants here that doesn't have it that way. And actually some Japanese fruit, too. Did you realize they have some really exotic um extremely pricey too um fruits i want to try some of the melons and things that they have as well oh i definitely want to try well kobe bs one of top my list as well (laughs) question number two what's the hardest you've ever worked i know that's a good question i'm I'm like physically or mentally (laughs) Uh, either one like yard work outside was probably the hardest physically but mentally i think um i did like some of my um my time in discovery chemistry in terms of trying to figure out a problem because then you're trying to make something for a target, but the target is actually living and moving and you don't actually get to see it. Um, And just having the ability to think about those complicated problems over and over again is, is exciting. What are some misconceptions about a hobby you have? I like boxing as a hobby and I don't know if that, but I don't do it as often. Um, are the, I guess that can be sort violent or dangerous, but it's definitely a great stress reliever. Um, so I think that's a misconception. It's not always about 
you know, hurting someone. Who is the most creative person you know? My dad. What makes him so creative? Um, He is, for lack of a better word, sometimes we used to pick him and call a tree shade mechanic. Or he doesn't have to have all the right equipment for anything. But he will figure out a way to make it all work. Um, and I think being able to not be limited by the use or the label that's on something about this is how it can be used, but being able to see the way things can be used outside of that is very creative. Kind of like a modern day MacGyver, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most awkward thing that happens to you on a regular basis? I don't know. Um, I'm going to go lipstick on the teeth. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that seems to be a standard one for a lot of people. <laughs> What's something that all of your friends agree on? I'm awesome. Like, duh, they all agree on me. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, they're my friends. <laughs> Mic dropped there. Like, well, I'm all great. <laughs> What's the coldest you've ever been? I do remember when we were in single digits um, here in Jersey. And I mean, I, I do have a really nice bomber jacket. So I got much warmer than what it was outside, but I thought it was very weird. I think temperatures need to have a positive friend and not be alone <laughs> with themselves. No single digit numbers for me and no negative um, temperatures. Yeah. God forbid negative. It's like, nah, I'm not going outside at all. Exactly. And my dog doesn't play that. He likes to be walked um, no matter what, except for if it's heavy rain. That's the only excuse he gives me. What horror story do you have from a job you've had? Oh. I mean, I've been relatively fortunate. Like, there's bad things that happen, and there's differences in personality. But did I have really, really horrible? Um, yeah, I remember working at a restaurant and having to stay too late. And, oh, I had one slow bartender when I was managing a restaurant. It's not a horror story, but it was an aggravating story, right? We're closing after midnight. God, there's no one here. Start your cleaning up early so we can go home and don't make me stay mm -hmm. here another 30 minutes to an hour for slow cleaning when we can all go home. Um, mm -hmm. But that's not, that's that's just aggravating. I don't know if it's horrible. Um, <laughs> well, it, I, it could be, it'd be hard for me if I'm trying to go home and this guy's not allowing me to go home. So I, I, it'd be a horror story to me. Okay, that's, yeah, it was very tiring. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> So next question, what's the best lesson you've learned from a piece of work or fiction? Um, I guess we'll say, we'll do bluest eyes ever. I do, um, and there's several lessons in there, but I think um, that was also about appreciating, you know, who you are and what you uniquely bring to the table and not necessarily wishing for, you know, for something that is not you. Um, Very profound. Well, thanks, Monique, for answering the bold 10 question. I think we all know a little bit more about you, and I think we can all agree with your friends. You are definitely awesome. Thank you. So obviously we bring people onto the podcast because we know they're bold innovators. So plainly speaking, Monique, what makes you a bold innovator? Um, one word, I'm optimistic, but I'll, I'll explain that a little bit more. Um, I usually don't believe um, that things are not going to work. There's not a way to figure it out or a way to make something that's going to be a happy ending. So I typically don't give up. Um, I used to think I was persistent. 
uh, which was kind of funny. I was like, oh, I'm so persistent. And then I realized I'm not persistent about everything. And the things that I'm more persistent on are things that I believe in. And it started with some exercise and some professional development program where they made me think about, um, talk to different people and learn interviews about things that you did at different stages of your life. And it made me realize like, oh yeah, I do that a lot. And I thought I was persistent when I was finding someone to do a rotation with or to shadow as a doctor in high school because we had this program where you could um, shadow a doctor. Um, I was in the program, then I got out of the program because they ran out of seats. Mm. Yes, I was very disappointed. But I just happened to work at a Subway sandwich shop and it was near our local hospital. So anyone who came in with scrubs, a stethoscope, or anything that remotely looked like they belonged at the hospital, are you a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know a doctor? <laughs> can, can I, I just... contact information for a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> can, can I shadow you? And at, at the end of the day, I found someone. And my classmates, some of the ones who were still in the program, a lot of them were doing candy striper things and you know, giving stuff out to people at the hospital, but I was sitting in on surgeries and all these other awesome things because I just kept on asking. And then we're going through the exercise. There are several moments of me being just as persistent or just that optimistic, however you want to say it. But I always just believe that, you know, just because you got to know there, your yes may be waiting out there for you somewhere. You just haven't found it yet. So you might need to keep on asking until you get to the person who has your yes. Where did you get that persistence? I think partially born with it. Um, I think good winning sometimes, not winning, but um, having it work out, I think helps you have more faith in the fact that it can happen, right? If every time you did it and it failed and you didn't get a yes eventually, I think that might've been a little disheartening, but so far so good. I mean, I'm not always, sometimes I changed my mind on what I wanted or I started thinking about what I wanted a little differently because sometimes we think we want something um, one way because we've defined our definitions a little too narrow. But, but what you really want is the other thing that goes behind it, the feel that it is, right? Um, I started off pre-med. I like solving problems or where I came to industry for this. I like this part, but do I need to do it in that narrow space? So sometimes I did have to be a little flexible on what is an acceptable yes, but I do think it, it has probably been a problem or a good thing and a problem for me as a long time because my sister, when she did do the backstory, she picked at me about when I was a little kid elementary school begging to sing this song all the time at church <laughs> and they were just she was just saying like no Monique nobody wants no they're gonna tell you no and you cannot tell me that I wasn't gonna get a yes and I would just ask every single week and so weeks I got no every once in a while I get yes and I just kept on doing it just because I don't know it was like it's gonna happen and it worked, and I guess it worked out some for that person, but then it also helped with other people knowing that I, I wanted that opportunity. Old ad is said, it's, it's going to be a no if you don't ask. Yeah. So might as well throw it out there and see what happens. And I guess, how does that impact you at BMS? How is that reaching out and getting that guess and being optimistic? How has that impacted your career throughout Bristol-Myers Squibb? Um, definitely. Um, I, I think even with all my transitions, I started off in the lab, didn't have a clue where I wanted to go met um, Kina Gooden some while ago um, and told her I was kind of interested. She introduced me. Well, she said, oh, this other person she heard give a talk and was interested in helping people transition. But going to that person to let them know, and that didn't really work out at first because the lady who was going to let me do a rotation ended up losing her husband, not being around. But 
you know, still having those other calls and staying persistent and finding a different place and then having a moment where it's nice to put time on calendar when you see someone who's a hiring manager. Um, well, not to put time on calendar. I started with sending emails. Um, people inboxes are really, really full. So some <laughs> people didn't reply to me. Then I learned to be a tad bit more persistent <laughs> and actually put a calendar <laughs> invite. <laughs> and with that calendar invite, you know, some more people took it. They took the calendar invite and it was good to do those jobs, you know, informational interviews about what's going on. I think that that has made most of my transitions were partially related to that. So being optimistic and being like, what if they tell me no, it's going to be okay. And it's a very good useful advice because if you already know, BMS is a very much a networking organization. So making those connections, those contacts and putting calendar invites on people's calendar, that's the way to really move to the next level within your career or also just understanding aspects of the business that you might not be 100% aware of at that point in time in your career. Exactly. Because some of the people I had a conversation with, I didn't go to because you're like, oh, I am. Thank you for explaining that. That's exactly not what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Better than sooner rather than later. Exactly. And I guess, how is that optimism and going for it going to impact your new leadership role in bold? And it's very important when you have a team of people to make sure people um, understand that we're going to we can do this right. Um, and that's a great way to rally people because when you believe in that you can make the change, especially considering BMS now has, you know, several commitments related to areas that Bold is focused on, but it's important to believe that we can move the needle in those things because when you don't think you can, it becomes a little tiring to do the work that we're doing. And everyone who's working in Bold outside of me, they're a volunteer. So <laughs> really believing in the fact that we can achieve our, our goals and our mission is super important for all the people because they're giving up time after they're they're finished doing their day job just to do this so for me it is important to remain optimistic and it's important to make sure our team knows that we we can help um, bring about some of the change that we want to see that's great and obviously as you mentioned bold outside of your positions is fully volunteer so if you want to speak to someone that wants to volunteer and be a part of bold what is the value add to be a part of Bold and the Bold team? So um, being a part of Bold or, or PBRGs in general, one is good because the mission and stuff we're doing. But outside of that, you can be a little selfish. You can do great career things. I Prior to this, I was a client project manager. And before that, I was thinking about taking my PMP exam. So that hit two things, right? I got to be active in that group, but I also got hours <laughs> for my PMP work. Um, I got to see other parts of that, of being a project manager that I didn't get a, get a chance to see in my day job because BMS is so big, I might've been in the, the project management bigger group or project planning group, but because how big our you know drug discovery projects are, I had more of a limited scope of what I could do. But being in Climb, which is smaller than um, R&D, I got a chance to see more parts of the process that you get to learn in your um, PMP training. So I think you should do it for, for a few reasons, right? One, because you believe in the work that we're doing. And two, do it for yourself. Um, and yourself is also for the people that you meet because you'll make a lot of great connections and make good friends, but it's also good for your resume, especially going into now when people are thinking about their development plans. You can put these things in as a development opportunity and you get opportunities to do things that you may not have that opportunity in your day job and get a chance to stretch a little bit further um, because we need volunteers. And if you're willing and ready to take the time, we may be a little bit more flexible than your department. Mm -hmm. That's 
very, very good point. Again, maybe double on that question as well. Obviously, you're new to the role, but I guess from your words, what made you want to take on the, the task of really leading bold over the next couple of years and being the, the new lead? Great question. Um, I like to say it was a no-brainer, but it also was still a challenging decision. I was like, oh, this is a big job. But bold <laughs> is the combination of a lot of things I believe in. Um, in my in my outside of BMS life, I've been on the board of directors of Women of Color and Pharma, which is about advancing the career of, of women of color and pharma. So that's, you know, workforce representation, if we say it in BMS terms, um, in terms of our commitments. And that's our professional development. So that's recruitment and professional development pillars. I spent a fair amount of time in the health equity space, more focused specifically on diversity and clinical trials and getting patients involved and very active on LinkedIn and everything, anywhere I had a place where I can put my voice in and even within bold mm. prior in the marketplace pillar, focusing on both of those two areas. And in my other free time, I do things and like volunteering in my community. I've been mentors, I tutored, I've you know done all these different things. I'm currently um, helping form, well, not helping form, I'm fairly get my friends helping me form a scholarship. Um, and oh, wow. And bold is all of those things in a job that someone's going to pay me to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, might be good at something might don't, don't might as well get paid for. Right? Yeah. You're like, I'm going to do all this stuff in my free time after work, but they're going to pay me to do this and give me a team of people to work with, to do it. Um, and that was just like, okay. Um, it was one of those moments where I'm like, I'm not sure. But I'm going to have to make them tell me no if it's going to be a no. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all lucky that they said yes. And you're now you're part of the process. And you're bringing so much things to the, the bold organization as well. So, again, congratulations for, for taking on the lead of this organization. And for external individuals listening to the podcast, Bristol-Myers Squibbs is one of the few organizations that actually has their PBRG leads as full-time employees. These are their full-time jobs. So it's a very important facet of, of Bristol-Myers Squibb. And we have people like Monique and our other PBRG leads that are really driving that, that initiative for Bristol-Myers Squibb. And the last question, obviously, we're all going through a challenging times, mental stress, health, the pandemic, so on and so forth. What advice can you give to others to not give up? Because you really have that optimistic way of looking at life, that glass half full optimism. What advice could you give to people to kind of deal with that stress? Be honest about who you are. Um, and I mean that in the sense of like, I know some people who are, some of our friends are more introverted and they were really loving some of this extra time at home by themselves. Um, I'm not that, I like a lot of, I need a break from people because they can be tiring, but overall I need mm -hmm. some type of interaction. And I currently, you know, no one lives in my house. And I had to be honest about like, okay, what does this mean? How do I navigate the changes specifically for me and not necessarily what some of the other rules say, like what works for me? Um, Earlier in the pandemic, I did go and visit one of my friends and stayed with her for a few weeks because I needed to have that that space. And someone's like, "Did you get on a plane this early?" I'm like, "Yes, I did." I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to stop this. Way. Like, I didn't need to. Well, because there's a question when you think about that stress. We have 
like the number of suicides and the number of um, mental health issues have gone on the rise. So I think we have to be mindful of being safe in terms of the pandemic, but also keeping all of our health in mind. And if you need certain things for your personal mental health, um, you know, listen, yeah, hear the guidelines, but figure out how that works in terms of what your what your life look like and what your needs specifically are. So I think it's very important to to hear the advice, but personalize it to you. Like you said, it's customizable. Like every person's situation is completely different. Some people are more introverts or, or extroverts. So they either different people need different ways of cope with stress. So I 100% agree with your, your reasoning. And I'm glad you got some frequent flyer miles in uh, during the pandemic. But Monico, thanks again for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. It was great to hear your story, you know, what makes you an innovator and your optimistic mindset in general. But before we end today, I wanted to ask you one last question that we ask all of our guests. That question is, what is one piece of advice, life or career, you would give to your past, present, and future self? All right. Do I have to give three different ones or can I give the same one over and over again? It can be three different ones or the same. I think it's important to bet on you. I think a lot of times we have great ideas, but you may be a little bit afraid to do them. And to take that shot and maybe waiting to have a team of people to do it with or waiting for some other things. And if you look into the world, sometimes you can see your ideas living out in the world without you because someone else Mm -hmm. was not afraid to bet on them. Um, And failing is fine Um, because most of the people who are we see is doing great. They failed a bunch of times to get there. Um, So I think you know, not, I guess the other one would be not, you know, not trying to be perfect is all those other parts that go into that. But it's the idea of, you know, if you believe in this and you feel strongly about it, bet on you and let, let the chips fall where they may. I think I might hang that up on my wall now. Those three letters, bet on you. Those are a concise and great way to really live your life because if you don't bet on yourself, who else will? Exactly. Well, Monito, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast again. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for listening to the Bold Innovators podcast. We look forward to speaking with you soon. Take care and have a bold tomorrow. Mm-hmm.